If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Welcome back to another solo episode of the podcast. Today, we are tackling the topic of situationships, which if you don't know what a situationship is, don't fret. We will go over what they are. If you are someone who is in a situationship, definitely give this a listen. If you are someone who is coming out of a situationship, definitely listen. If you're someone who is just genuinely curious how to avoid situationships, which I believe is something we should all make sure just to know how to avoid, this will be the episode for you. So we're going to get really in depth. I asked you guys on Instagram your specific questions surrounding situationships. And as always, you guys gave me so many good questions. So let's get into it. The first thing, what is a situationship? So there are so many like new terms in relationships. And I feel like situationships probably came about, I mean, I first became aware of the term probably five or six years ago. And it was one of those terms where I heard the term and like automatically could identify what it was just because it's something that I had been in in the past and never really knew how to put a name to it. So a situationship is different than friends with benefits. Friends with benefits, I would say, is basically you guys just act like friends, but you're also sleeping together. A situationship is pretty much a relationship without the title, without like the formal commitment, typically without like any plans or talks of the future. And situationships can really look different for like person to person. These things can look very different. I know in the past when I have been in a situationship, I pretty much did everything I would do in a relationship. We were exclusive, though it actually was never really talked about. We were exclusive. We were each other's like plus ones to everything. We hung out, I mean, on a, a ton every weekend. 
he would stay over a lot. I would stay over at his place. We both had met each other's parents. So it was like a very confusing thing. And I remember friends being like, so what are you guys? And I would say, you know, it'd be kind of be like, I don't know. Because, yeah, from the outside, by all means, it looks like a relationship, but you just are missing that really key piece of like security and (laughs) forward thinking of where you're going. I found this quote by R.H. Sin on Instagram a couple years ago, and I wanted to read it because I think it describes situationships so perfectly. So the quote is, let's be friends, just friends. I'm not ready for a relationship, but I expect you to do things with me considered inappropriate in terms of a friendship. We're not together. You can't claim me. You can't be with anyone but me. I need you to be loyal, but I'll do what I want. And when you get mad, I'll just tell you we're not together. If you catch feelings, I'll become distant. You knew what this was. I told you I'm not ready for a relationship. That quote so perfectly describes what it feels like to be in a situation chip. It does feel like if you try to pry and ask and say, okay, is is this heading anywhere? It's like you're violating their space. You feel like you're in the wrong for asking those things. And the tricky part of a situation chip is, at least in my case, I was told the same thing. I'm not ready for a relationship. And I said, okay, I'm fine seeing where this goes. So there was like this thing where I didn't quite feel like I could argue with the situation because I I was kind of a willing participant in it. I really kind of knew what I was getting into. So that's essentially what a situationship is. There's a lot of problems with it, but really the unfortunate thing is The one person who is, quote unquote, doesn't want the relationship gets all the benefits of a relationship. They get everything. They get everything they want. They get company, support, sex. They get anything they want except actually having to commit. And then the thing is, too, they can like buffet style what they want in a relationship because if you say do you want to come with me to this thing? They could be like, no, you know, we're not together. That'd be weird if I went to that thing, if it's something they don't want to go to. But if it's something that they do want to go to, or it's like, do you want to go on this weekend trip with me to Vegas? They're like, yeah, for sure. So they basically get to like pick and choose what parts of the relationship they want to participate in, because it's really at the end of the day, it's like all on their terms. If you or someone like me who has allowed that to happen. And sometimes the questions I receive are, what about they took me to meet their parents? Like, doesn't that mean something? Not, no, it doesn't, not necessarily. What if they take me on trips? It means they wanna go on trips with you. What if we spend almost every day together? The only thing to me that signifies someone's in an actual relationship is if, there is explicit discussion saying we are in a relationship. Again, I was talking about this on Instagram, but like there's no code. It's not like if you spend every day together, if they take you on a trip, 
if you meet their parents, then whatever, then you're in a relationship, even if it wasn't talked about. That's not how it works. Like one person has to say, is this a relationship? And the other person says, yes. Or someone says, am I your boyfriend? Yes, you're my boyfriend. Like it does really need to be that explicit. Essentially, like if they don't define the relationship, it is a situationship. And I think that's like a good rule of thumb to go by. Otherwise, you could think, which I've seen this, you could think you were in a relationship for a very long period of time and it turns out you're not. And I've seen this happen a lot. So, you know, if you've found yourself in a situationship, the next most popular question I get is, will they ever change? So I don't know. It's really hard to say. I've seen people make miraculous and remarkable changes in their life. So it's hard for me to say, no, someone will never change. Do I think it's likely that the person will change within the framework that you're operating in now? No. And let me tell you why. I don't think the person who is benefiting from the situationship will ever change as long as they continue to get the benefits. So if you'll say, well, I really want a relationship, and they say, okay, I don't, and then you continue to, you know, basically be their like quasi-partner, they really don't have much motivation (laughs) to change, to be honest. And, you know, I guess on some level, like you could say like, I'm out unless you can commit to me. But again, like you might run into this whole thing where they really don't want a relationship, like they really are incapable of committing into a relationship or they just simply don't want to have to put in the work to do that. So I would never assume if you're in a situation ship that it will become more than that, especially if it's become very comfortable in the situation ship. Again, yeah, there's just really no motivation for the other person to change. Like pretty much what would need to happen is the person would need to say, I don't want to be this way anymore. So I'm going to go to therapy to figure out what's blocking me from committing. It's the same. Like if you go back and listen to the emotionally unavailable episode, it'll give you a lot of insight because a lot of this is the same thing. A lot of times people end up in situationships because the person's emotionally unavailable. So they really go hand in hand. But there would have to be like a, a pretty firm dedication to changing. And I just really don't see it happen that often within the framework that it was in. So if quote unquote with someone, it's pretty hard to have them be able to see that it's not working anymore. So will they ever change? It's possible, but I don't think so. I wouldn't count on it. I wouldn't wait around for it. And I wouldn't get your hopes up. So what happens when a situationship ends? And situationships can end for a couple different reasons. They can end because you know, the person who's not the main beneficiary can say like, look, I'm done. I can see this isn't going anywhere. And that can be the thing that ended it. 
For me, I had someone that said like, look, I know you want commitment. I'm not going to be the one that gives it to you. So we should end it. And then, you know, it can end like with any breakup. It can end for a lot of different reasons. But those are typically the two reasons why it ends. And sometimes people say situationships almost feel harder than regular breakups. And there are reasons for sure that make it different and a little bit more and can be a little more difficult than a regular breakup. I don't really like to compare the severity of breakups. I think breakups just really freaking hurt no matter how they happen. But let me talk about why a situationship breakup is different. So the first is like you're almost expected not to get mad. So if I were to raise an issue in my situationship that led to a breakup, meaning let's say I was with a guy in a situationship and I found out that he was seeing someone else or that he slept with someone else and I get mad and I end the relationship and I say, look, this just clearly isn't working. They might say, well, I don't get why you're mad. We were never together. Like they'll say, I don't get why you're so upset. We were never together. I don't get why you were so sad about this ending. We were never actually together. So it's probably like a mild form of gaslighting where they will really cling to the fact that they were upfront and they didn't like they were honest with you and they said they didn't want a relationship and you were the one that fell for it. So in that way, like the invalidation and the questioning of your feelings, like typically first they'll invalidate your feelings by saying, I don't get why you're so mad. I don't get why you're so sad. And then you'll probably start going, yeah, why am I so mad? Why am I so sad? Why did I let myself get so wrapped up in this thing that I knew wasn't even real? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you do if you had unlimited time and energy? As you're navigating your breakup, I know your energy can feel low and it can feel really difficult to complete everything you need to in a day. When you're emotionally exhausted, it's especially important to be really clear on what your priorities are and where your energy should be invested. Therapy has helped me in the past figuring out where I should be putting my energy, whether that's career, friendships, relationships, events, which in turn has helped lower my anxiety because I don't always have to feel stretched thin or behind. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash heartbreak. Are you looking for a guilt-free way to unwind? Between balancing your breakup, work, and just functioning in your day-to-day life, I know you are under a lot of stress. Breakups mess with your nervous system, cause obsessive thoughts, and make it so hard to just sit with yourself. This is why it's so important to have rituals that allow you to treat yourself in a healthy way. And this is why I love Recess Mood, a sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium. Life has been very full and stressful for me lately, and as someone who hasn't had alcohol in a 11 years, I need something that helps me relax and that can bring me a moment of peace. 
Lately, my favorite way to do that is sitting on the couch after I put my kids to bed and having either the strawberry rose or the lime recess mood. They not only make me feel good, but they also taste incredible too. So whether you're looking for a healthier alternative to alcohol or a way to make you feel more balanced, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off recess mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. And the second reason these breakups tend to be different is you're still going to go through all of the same feelings you would in a normal breakup, but you're also probably dealing with the fact that you have to like question your feelings and you don't necessarily feel worthy of a lot of the feelings that are coming up for you. So you might put like a really short timeline on your healing and say, it's been a month. Like I wasn't even with this person. How am I still so upset? Or why am I mad? I wasn't even with this person. Or why do I feel so betrayed when I knew they didn't want to be in a committed relationship. So you have like that added layer of not accepting your feelings, which tend to make them stick around longer. So what do you do about it? The first thing, and this is why I do episodes on like certain kinds of breakups, whether that's infidelity, emotionally unavailable, narcissism. But for the most part, you'll notice I really try not to focus too, too much on circumstances. And the reason is, while it's good to process what happens in relationships, um, circumstances, we think they should falsely dictate our feelings when our feelings are just there no matter what. So what I would say is like stop focusing on the circumstances of what led you to feel heartbroken and just focus on the feelings. Like, do you feel heartbroken? Do you feel like you're going through a breakup? If you've been through a breakup before, does what you're feeling right now feel similar? And if you answered yes to any of those questions, it doesn't matter what brought you to this point. As far as you know, your heart is going through a breakup. And so you need to attend to it in that way. I don't care if it was short. I don't care if it wasn't official. Like, you can't just like sit down with your heart and be like, okay, heart, I need to explain to you really logically why you shouldn't be having these feelings. Like, we don't have the opportunity to sit down with our feelings and be like, this is why you shouldn't have these feelings because this was like this. No, you just have to attend to those feelings and treat them like you would any other feeling. So that's a really big thing is the biggest piece of advice I have to someone who's coming out of a situationship is you have to unconditionally validate your feelings. Like, call them your ex. I call people that I was in situationships my ex. They caused me as much emotion and as much pain as an ex did. So I will call them my ex. So I don't care what your ex said about the circumstances of your relationship. I don't care what you think society would tell you. Like, you have a right to be sad. You have a right to grieve. You have a right to mourn unconditionally. So the one thing that came up is like, what if my friends don't know how to support me because they actually didn't really know how serious I felt about this person. And I can relate to this so much because sometimes we try to like play it cool. So like to take it back to my situationship, I would always have friends be like, what are you guys? And I'm like, oh, it's just casual. Like we're just taking it slow or it's super casual. We haven't really like done anything official yet. 
because I know they would be like, you have to talk to them. If this isn't official, then you need to bounce. And I wasn't ready to walk away from it. So I just really downplayed what I had with this person. And then when it ended and I was devastated, I felt like I couldn't go to my friends like I could in a normal breakup because as far as they know, I was keeping it super casual with this person and shouldn't really be as upset as I am right now. But the thing is like, you gotta drop your ego when it comes to your friends. If you weren't 100% honest with them, it's not too late to be 100% honest and just say, hey, I'm really heart like it ended. It wasn't casual. I pretended it was casual, but it wasn't. And I'm really struggling right now with the fact that it's over. So you can like if you were trying to put up a front or, or like put your ego first in any area of your life when it came to this situation, like if it ends and you're heartbroken, now's the time to drop that ego and get the support and the help that you need because the biggest thing that I will tell people if they're going through a situationship breakup is you can take every single other piece of advice I've ever given on this platform. There are no pieces of advice that you don't get to use because yours wasn't an official relationship. That's just not the case. So any other podcast episode, any courses, like it's all available to you. You are worthy of using it all. Your feelings are worthy of using it all. Don't shut yourself off to any of those things because in your head it was short or it wasn't official. So you're allowed to invest in your breakup, whatever that looks like. So therapist, counselor, courses, whatever, like you're allowed to do any of those things if you're coming out of a situationship or a relationship. A breakup is a breakup. Another thing to keep in mind, and this is just something to be aware of, but the person you were in a situationship with will likely try to get you to maintain the situation by continuing like to contact you. They may say they want to still be friends or they may want you for support or whatever that looks like. And if you say, I can't do that, again, they'll come back with what, why? We weren't even officially together. So in a situationship, you got to draw some serious boundaries and you got to let go of whatever they think of you. I don't care if they think you're being ridiculous. I could honestly care less because if it was someone that really should be in your life, like they would listen to your feelings and they would respect that. So draw serious boundaries and block if you need to. Like if you have said, hey, I can't talk to you. Please stop reaching out to me and they keep doing it. Like you can block them. You're allowed to do that. The other person in the situationship is not allowed to dictate how you recover from it. Okay, and then the last thing that I want to cover is how to prevent situationships in the future. Very important. I mean, the main thing here is like you got to ask questions. You got to ask the right questions. You have to be willing to have what sometimes we think as uncomfortable conversations. So the biggest thing I hear is like, when is it okay to ask to define the relationship? And honestly, like it depends. It depends. My rule of thumb is like you really shouldn't be regularly dating. And by regularly dating, meaning like you're talking pretty much every day, you're seeing each other like a couple times a week. 
you shouldn't be dating for more than three months without having some kind of conversation around where is this going? I mean, this obviously gets different as you get older. Like when you're in your super early 20s, I don't know if this the same timeline applies, but as we get older, like we don't want to mess around. <laughs> There's no one wants to waste their time. But the thing is like trusting your gut and taking advantage of these opportunities to have these kinds of conversations. So obviously, should you ask on the first date if they're open for a relationship? No. However, if it's really starting to get to you and it's been months and you're like, I'm so scared to ask, I'm so scared to ask, ask. Oh my God, ask. <laughs> like the worst that they're gonna say is no, I'm not ready. And this whole thing of like, well, I don't wanna scare them off and pressure them, you won't. If it's the right person, they may say like, I'm really enjoying how this is going, let's touch base. Like, I see this headed for a relationship, I'm not quite there yet. Like, the person who is able to be open and honest about their thoughts and their feelings, that's someone that you can maybe continue with. But if they get defensive and say, why are you rushing this? And they try to like turn it around on you. That is a very, very good indication that it's time to bounce out of that. And you want to know that early, not six months to a year down the road, because that's when it's really hard to walk away. But if you've had like multiple conversations and they keep saying like, let's just see where things go. I'm, I love what's happening right now. Like you can say like, I love what's happening right now too. But if you don't see this heading towards a relationship, I need to know that now because that's important to me. And I think like the key with not ending up in a situationship is first of all, trusting your gut. I think we don't give enough credit to our gut feelings and our intuition. Like, you know if something is awry. And the thing too is like not falling for potential. If someone says, I'm not looking for a relationship or I'm not ready for a relationship, the only way that you should stay in that is if you are also okay with never having a committed relationship. You cannot stay with them for their potential. You can't say, well, if they wanted to commit, it would be so great, so I'm just gonna stay. No, you can't fall for potential. So if you're gonna stay, you're staying under the condition that you're also okay with it never getting any more serious than that. And I tend to think that most of us are not okay with that. So that's a big thing. And like, walking away. If they say, this isn't what I want, then you have to say, okay, well, this is what I want. So this isn't going to work. And then you got to walk away. That's how you avoid getting in these situations. I think most of the time, especially if someone has been in a situationship for a long period of time, there were a lot of indications early on that that's what it was going to be. And that person just chose to not walk away, which is I've done that. I mean, I was in one for a year. I mean, it happens. It's nothing to beat yourself up over. But if we're talking about how to prevent it in the future, there are a lot of indications. There are a lot of things that were said or things, conversations that were avoided. So you just got to pay attention to those things. And also remember, like, I'm such a big fan of temperature checks in relationships. If you're with someone and say like, hey, I'm loving how things are going. I'm having so much fun with you. I'm really enjoying this. How are you feeling? Like taking temperature checks. 
it's okay <laughs> to do that. And we get so scared if we like ask how it's going, they're gonna be like, oh, it's horrible. But if, if it's horrible, wouldn't you wanna know anyway? So a lot of this is just like asking the questions that you're probably afraid to know the answer, but it's so much better to know the answer now rather than later. So that concludes my masterclass on situationships. I will see you guys back here next week with another interview episode. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise.